Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons, greetings, and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.B. Motor. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how you doing today, man? Man, I am doing fantastic. So I'm going to change my fantastic today, okay. based on today. All so right. I normally pre-plan these fantastics. I started these fantastics by being like, today I ate at Burger King, or blah, 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 or I had this. So... Today, me and Rob went and ate at the Red Rooster, and yeah. I was trying to decide what to eat. I landed on a spaghetti dish, which wasn't too bad, and then it <laughs> reminded me. It was funny. I was telling Rob, I was like, man, I really like this, and then I'm like, I'm not sure if I like this, and then I went back to liking this, <laughs> but it reminded me my something I love that is mother-related. My mom makes this pizza casserole. Mm. Have you ever had pizza casserole? No, but it sounds delicious, and I might make it, try it, to make it tonight. It's awesome. I love my mother. I love pizza casserole, and I love this song, yeah. which happens to be released on Mother's Day week. Ta-da-da. So here we go. We're in the middle of Ladies Month. We're talking about Mother's Day. We're talking right. about mothers. We're talking about songs. We're talking about pizza casserole. <laughs> Rob, tell them what song we're covering today. I am so excited for this song. I love it so much. This is Mother Mother by Tracy Bonham. Performance of the century, ah. <laughs> Tracy Bonham, here to be for, here to for, <laughs> ever to be, be recall, reco- 
Nailed it. From this point on, to be referred to as Tracy freaking Bonham. That's great. I don't know what her middle name is, but she'll forevermore now be Tracy freaking Bonham to me. Uh, From the 1996 album, The Burdens of Being Upright, an album that I just dearly love. I listened to the whole thing again on the way here this morning. Um, It just kicks all kinds of butt, dude. 1996, uh, The Burdens of Being Upright by Tracy Bonham, and that is Mother Mother. It went to number one on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks slash Alternative Airplay chart. At the time, it was the Alternative Airplay chart. Now it's the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart, but they're the same thing. It went to number three on the Canada Rock slash Alt chart, number five in Australia, number 18 on the U.S. Mainstream Rock chart, number 32 on the Billboard U.S. Radio Songs chart, It was ineligible for the Hot 100 placement because it wasn't technically released as a single. A few few things that we've uh, covered have been in this thing. It was a way to boost album sales, hopefully. If you want the song, you got to buy the album. Buy the whole project. Yeah, exactly. So because it didn't meet that criteria, uh, it couldn't have have placed on the Hot 100. Uh, It went gold in Australia, and it was the number 46 song for all of 1996 there. Which was a good Um, year in music, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, right? Yeah, 96. Dude, Australia has... A terrifying nature situation, but they're awesome. But what a wonderful music scene. We, we should go. This is we have people request stuff from we should go. You're right. Let's we, go. We dude. chart pretty well in Australia. Yeah. What the heck? Why are we let's go. Let's go to Australia. Let, grab my boomerang and let's go. Yeah, the uh and we didn't even tell you guys, but Tracy's hanging out with us at the end. Yes. So you guys are gonna love her. We love her. Yeah. So fun. Great communicator. Uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Yes, fantastic. And, uh, w- you know, one of the things that she's going to talk about in the interview is is uh, her passion for continuing ch- championing music education, yeah. which is just awesome. And I love that she's, um, you know, gone out of her way to try and inspire young and, and learning musicians. So we're going to talk about that with her as well. Um, but uh, this, th- let's start with this song, and I'm going to hit a, probably a couple other pieces on this album, but... Mother Mother was nominated for a 1997 Grammy for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance, as it doggone well should have been. Absolutely. Listen to that chorus one time and tell me there's <laughs> something better. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like good. The, the power in her voice when she hits that, first of all, she, she hits the chorus and she screams the everything's fine uh-huh. the first time. It's just a flat out scream. Yeah. And then the second time, it's melodic. Oh, it is. And man. it's this like chromatic Dude, climb the death down. line. The, the everything's fine. Yeah, into Bro. Even it down, that man. is even, even more powerful to me than the scream is when she just goes up and crushes it melodically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just kills me. So it was nominated for for the Grammy for Best Female Rock Vocal Performance in 97, uh, along with Tracy Chapman for Give Me One Reason, Joan Osborne for Spiderweb, uh, Bonnie Raitt for Burning Down the House, and the win went to Sheryl Crow. You want to guess the song? Okay, this would have been not – I'm going to go Soak 90s, Up the Sun. No, it's before then, so yeah. – uh, Soak Up the Sun, is it? Yeah, it, no, it's probably the yeah. most like rock song that Sheryl Crow ever – did at least single wise. Um, I was gonna was huge. I was gonna do um, all I want to do is have no, some fun. No, no if no, it's no. rock, um, yeah. Man, I don't know. That'd be if it makes you happy. Oh, ma- yeah, it's it. right. Okay. Yeah. And Another screaming kind of her version of screaming. Yeah, it's as close as like Cheryl yeah. Crow gets to you know. To it screaming. can't be that bad. And it was a it was a huge song. 
Um, but if you, if like if I'm in charge of this category and you give me those five songs, Mother Mother wins by a landslide. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nothing against those other songs or those other artists. Um, it but, screams uh, at the other in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's you know, it's yeah. just this is wins it running away yeah. for me. Um, here's a really interesting slash sad note, and we're going to talk to sad in like a you know societal way. Um, I, we're going to talk to Tracy about this as well. But um, after Mother Mother went to number one on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart slash alternative airplay chart. A female solo artist did not have another number one on that chart for 17 years after this song went there in 1996. Not until Lord and Royals in 2013 did a female solo artist top the uh, Modern Rock Tracks chart after Mother Mother. Isn't that wild? That's a long time. That just, you go... You go, nah, I mean, you know, like female representation in rock is fine. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. And then you go, what? What? Okay. Yeah. Big, big long gap there. Yeah. 17 years. Like you could just go, okay, I guess there is something wrong. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> have you seen the, the Alanis Morissette documentary on uh I haven't Hulu, watched it. No, I haven't Jagged. seen it. The, part of it is they're talking about how hard it was for females to get not just airplay, but there were like all these, these BS rules about like, um, you know, you can't play two female artists back to back. Oh, I didn't like, that's crazy because they like, they think people will turn it off. Yeah. If you, what a stupid bunch <laughs> of crap. Like <laughs> right. just let good music be good that's music right. and let it all be together and whatever, <laughs> you know, and let the, let the people decide what they do or don't, yeah. you know, like, um, it's just so stupid. Like something as awesome as mother, mother, does not have to be treated with kid gloves. You right, know what I mean? Like good. this is going to murder anybody who listens to it <laughs> in the you, best of ways. Yeah, yes, right. It, the good kind of murder, and um, you know what I mean? Holy murder. Yeah, <laughs> yes, holy and sacred murder is this song. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, it just—I mean, it's so powerful, dude. Um, Let's—I have a few listening notes Go if you—if you'll it's indulge good. me. First of all. And this is one of the things I, I truly love about Tracy and and this album in general is the use of chromaticism. Um, and it's maybe been a long time since we've sort of defined chromaticism. So if you haven't been with us since like season two, let's maybe go over this again. Um, you know, chromaticism is we think of the like the major scale do re mi fa sol la di do, um, in which there are you know seven notes and an eighth that matches the first. Um, but the chromatic scale is, uh, in Western music, there are 12 notes that make up an octave, um, and each of them is a half step. So instead of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, it's one, one sharp, two, two sharp, three, four, four sharp, five, five sharp, six, flat, seven, seven, eight, right? That was impressive, ladies and gentlemen. Let's I, talk. That was I'd good. be interested to go back and listen <laughs> and see, see how close I was. Let's get a keyboard and play along with him, but, uh, you guys at home, and see how he did. Now, unless you're, unless you're like Jacob Collier and you're getting into semitone, yeah, those are the twelve tones that we deal <laughs> yeah. with. Um, but um, Tracy uses, I think, to her great benefit, a lot of chromaticism. Mm-hmm. Where instead of moving, uh, you know, in major scale degrees, you're moving in like increments of half, half notes. Step. Yeah, yeah half, half, steps. half steps. Yeah, yeah, not half notes. That's a rhythm thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're moving in in half steps a lot. And so from the very first thing. Right, you've got a guitar moving down chromatically. Mm-hmm. It's not like so. It starts on an A. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. Let's see. Let me get my key bearings again here. So, okay, so one. Right, if you're going to recall that the one of the song, yeah. Um, 
which we'll see. But it's so it's one, 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 seven, 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 flat, seven, flat, seven, 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 six, six, six. And they're all major chords. Mm -hmm. So that's like against the rules. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. We're, we're, we're breaking rules already. And this use of chromaticism, you're not, if you're in, if you're thinking in a major key, or even if you're thinking in a minor key, those don't naturally occur together like that. Okay. Um, and her initial uh, initial melody line, mother, mother, that's all chromatic. Those are three half steps next to each other. That's not natural in a major mm-hmm. or minor key. That doesn't occur. Yeah. It's it's chromaticism in just infused from the very beginning to the song, and it's all throughout this album. She has this beautiful ear. Uh, for chromaticism. Um, and it stops on the most wrong of any. The six has to be minor. <laughs> you cannot have a six major right, coming out. Unless you're doing some sort of, uh, you know, circle of fifths. Yeah. Like, you know, You thing. can get there, but you don't walk down chromatically to a six major. Yeah. It's, right. Uh, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just wrong. Yeah. But it's wonderful. <laughs> right. So, you know, uh, even if you're thinking of like, even if you're thinking kind of backwards and you're thinking of the the F sharp chord that it lands on as maybe the one mm-hmm. and the A as the flat three that you're starting on, if you're thinking about it that way, then you could maybe eh. figure it out. But like anyway, it's but it's guitar is moving in chromatic, <laughs> her vocals moving in chromatic, yeah. and continues to, to you know in in various elements throughout. So that's one of my favorite things about Tracy um, is is that to begin with. Okay, then we get. Um, uh, let's let's skip ahead to this. I'll call it the pre-chorus, the the second part of the of the verse leading up to the chorus. Okay. Okay. Drums enter, um, and these drums, dude. Th- this album literally uh, on a, on a few of these tracks contains some of my favorite drum sounds, bar none of all time. Yeah. Like the snare. On, listen to the snare. <laughs> I'm sure it probably knocked you out of whatever seat you were in the first time you heard it. But let's listen to the entry of this this snare. Good night. Wow. Okay. And so now, by the way, we're in the key of E. Okay. We've transitioned from A in the first section to the key of E, and we're going E, E, D, D, C, Z, 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 kind of the, um, kind of the stairway to heaven progression that's in A minor, but it's really, but it's E, you know, just kind of E power chords. Um, fifths. Yeah, fifths, yeah. And so uh, that's, that's where we are now, and then we're going to go back to A for the chorus, okay? Which isn't the four of E. I mean, it is the four of E, but it's not really... Yeah, it's, it's not we're just kind of like, jumping around. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, we're just kind of jumping around all over the place. Um, but her, but her melodic work makes it all make sense. You know, and uh, and the, and of course, you know, being from E, getting to A is not is not difficult, and A to E is you know, so it's not anything that's like challenging to your ear. It's just unconventional, mm-hmm. right? What the, the the kind of movement that we're getting here. It's so, not come on Eileen moving. It's uh yeah, it's different, right? It's yes, it's it's all sort of key related, yeah, you know, chord related. Um, so the, and then we just get to this chorus. What can you say about this chorus, dude? Just you've got first of all these power uh, guitar slides, bow, bow. You know what I mean? And it's like, um, 
And the se- I think I literally just blew my voice out trying to do that. I was like, I'm going to put some extra grit in this. It was a mistake, let me tell you. Um, the rest then, of the episode, Rob, will sound like this. <laughs> that's right. I'm going to sound like Cookie Monster here in a second. Um, let's, let's hear that impact one Dude, more time. I want to hear Cookie course. Monster cover Mother Mother. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I smell a social media, media video, let's shenanigans video. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's this, here's this chorus one more time. You even got a little major seven going on in that C chord. Bro, there's no escaping that. You (laughs) cannot survive that. You know what I mean? Uh, No hiding from it. Yeah. (laughs) It will find you. Man, there's just so much power, fury in in the vocal delivery, Uh in the playing. Drums are doing the accents on the everything's fine. It's just. If mom's in the bathroom and you're in the living room, if mom's in the closet and you're in the bedroom, you can't hide mom. No, no. And who. And okay, so and then add to that the potency of the lyric. Yeah. Right? Like, we've all had this conversation with our mom, right? Like, moms worry, you know what I mean? Moms want everything to be um, safe and laid out for their kids. They want your life to go better than their life. It's just the the way of the world, right? Uh Um, And so we've all had this conversation with mom, dad, whoever your parental figure, you know, has been. Um, where just lying through your teeth, <laughs> you go, I'm good, mom. Yeah, it's you good. Know? Yeah, it's good. Man, yeah, it's... I'm good. Everything's fine. I'm fine. Yeah, everything's fine. <laughs> because you don't want you don't want them to worry about you. Yeah, you know. So you try and ease their mind. And she said she says it in the second verse. You know, if I tell you what you want to hear, will it help you to sleep well at night? Yeah. You know. Um, and I'll I'll just your memory of me will never be tainted. You'll never worry about what I'm you know what I'm hiding from you yeah. or you know what uh, den of iniquity I've found myself <laughs> in. Um, everything's fine, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a it's it's like it's funny because it's like with that line, and this just sort of dawned on me: the lie and the truth are coming out at the same time. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Yeah. She goes, you know, I'm I'm hungry, mm-hmm. I'm dirty, I'm losing my mind, and then in a scream <laughs> that says, "I'm definitely not fine." Yeah, she says, "Everything's, everything's fine. Yeah. fine." It's like that thing when you're lying and you're, you know, you're telling somebody yes, and you subconsciously shake your head no <laughs> while you're doing it because your body can't stand it yeah <laughs> to, you know, your body can't stand to be deceitful it's like that right it's like the lie and the truth are coming out at the same time and uh it's just incredible dude i i, I can't really explain the first time i heard this i was like i, I don't even know what to say the 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 brilliance of yeah. this chorus i could not fully compute uh-huh. you know what i mean just incredible dude um and then let me play a piece from the second chorus because she she psychs us out in the second chorus. She pump fakes in the second chorus where fake. on the losing my mind, there's no impact. Uh-huh. It goes to just her violin, uh-huh. right? She's not only playing guitar, but she's also playing violin. Um, and so let's let's listen to this uh, second chorus. Actually, first let's listen to the toms on the second verse because the drum sounds only get better. Let's listen to these toms. Dynamics for days on this song, right? We're back down 
to just the acoustic, and now we got some violin over the top. Got split octaves with the violin, panned hard right and hard left. Here come the drums. That snare drum. I want a sample of that snare drum. I'm not even going to use it. I just want it to play while I go to sleep. Second pre-chorus. Here we go. Here comes the pump fake. I'm hungry. I'm dirty. It's like, it sounds like you want your mom to think you're safe. You yeah. know, it's rosy and beautiful. Uh-huh. I'm freezing. I'm starving. I'm bleeding to And then we cap it off with the ending. I miss you. I love you. That double kick pedal. Yeah, that's great. Pow! Yeah. Dude, it's just... So good. Just incredible. It's, what is it? How long is this song? It's... Three minutes and one second of just pure, you know what I mean? Don't a, you dare play just three minutes. You need that one second. You need that extra the, second. The extra that's second right. seals the deal. That's for you to breathe again. That's, <laughs> right? that's like for you to go. That's right. That's right. That's wow. when you wake up. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's it. That's right. Holy cow. You know what? I think uh, I think it's time to meet the band. Let's How do you meet feel about that? Let's do it. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all We're going to meet the band that plays on this track with one disclaimer because okay. there's one thing that when we get to the drummer section, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, asterisk. Did something. you just real life go? I'm going to, I know, right? I, I straight up got hood there. Okay. So on guitar, uh, Ed Ackerson, stuff with the Wallflowers, Soul Asylum. Asylum. Why did I have a hard time saying the word asylum? <laughs> Wallflower, Soul Asylum, Brian Setzer, mainly as a producer. Okay. So mainly a producer guy, but plays guitar on this. Great guitar work, which we've talked about. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the drummer section because there are three drummers that play on this project. On record, yeah. And I don't know exactly which one plays on this track. Okay. So I'm going to mention all three, and then I'm going to take a guess on my favorite, if okay. that makes sense. So yeah. uh, apologies to the other two if you were not the one that played, but I'm going to take a stab okay. just based on stylistically. <laughs> so on drums, Fred Eltringham. Also on drums, Eric Paul. And the third drummer, which I'm going to go with, is John Freeze. And here's why. Because he played with Guns N' Roses, Sublime, Nine Inch Nails. This guy's a legend. So okay. in terms of back catalog and notable projects, he's played on the majority compared to the other two. And I like him, so I'm going to give him credit. <laughs> so in my mind, he's playing drums. Um, on bass guitar, Drew Parsons. We talk with... Uh, with Tracy in the interview, he was the bassist for American Hi-Fi with their song "Flavor of the Week." Yeah. Um. So yeah, Flavor you got you guys will know that song. Uh, play a little "Flavor of the Week" 
just for uh, those of you that guys want to break up. You know what? Let's keep going. Okay. Truck it along. On Oregon, production engineer uh, Sean Slade, uh, he produced Juliana Hatfield, Hole, Pixies, Lemonheads. Um, the other production engineer, same as Sean, is they're basically a team. Um, but others th- that he did apart from Sean, uh, Radiohead, Dinosaur Jr., some Mighty Mighty Boston's. So killer production and engineer crew. Uh, so I wanted to make sure and touch on both of them. So that's the band and production uh, team from this track. Okay. After a, after a little more digging, uh, according to Discogs.com, uh, that is, in fact, John Freese on, uh, on Mother Mother. And that would be... Tracks one, two, six, and eight to ten on the album, all being uh, John Freese. So, yay! There you go. Good yay. job. Well done. Uh, yay, do we me. even need to do Stump the Genius? Yeah. I mean, uh, let's come on. do one. Let's go ahead and play it. Play <laughs> the jingle and let's play Stump the Genius. Okay. Stump the Genius. Stump the Genius. Stump the Genius. It's time to Stump the Genius. Jump up and take your part. I take your part. All right, we're gonna play Stump the Genius. Uh, name this TV mom. <laughs> I, I'm gonna name. <laughs> The TV mom, and you're going to tell me the show okay, that she's okay. from. So I'm going right. to tell the mom, and we're going to do this two ways. Do I get bonus points if I can name the actress? No. Okay. But that's a good fun, fun no. Because some of them, ah, no. Okay. okay so uh, the way we can do this is, um, let me think here. Okay. So here's how I'm going to do it, because I did ten, and I did five. So there's two different iterations of Stump the Genius. One where there's five for I'm cheering for him. Yeah. Where I'm like, go, Rob, yay. Yeah. We want to stump you, but we really cheer for you. Right. And then there's the original where I was like, I know this, and I bet you don't. Yes. Because I'm a genius as much as you are. Yeah. So I split this into two categories. One through five, I'm cheering for you. Okay. I'm like, get all five of these. Okay. Because I, I think we both know them. Six through ten, I know them, but I am not sure that you know them. Okay. So right. that's the original premise was I know this, and I bet so you don't. So you're telling me I'm about to get ten moms. You're about to get ten right. moms. Ten we're moms. Che- we're cheering. I'm cheering that you'll go five for five at the front, and okay. then I'm cheering against you the, ba- the back half. Okay. All so right. here we go. Number one, Claire Huxtable. The Cosby Show. Cosby Show. Felicia Rashad. Simply Marge. Felicia Ayers Allen Rashad. Ooh, nailed it. Yeah. Marge. Marge, Marge Simpson, of course. Marge Simpson, yeah. correct. Uh, Peg Bundy. That's uh, married with children. Married of with children. I should have rang one, Sorry. two, and three. Good okay. job. Yeah. Lois Griffin. Yep. <laughs> Family guy. Family guy. Right. Four for four. Jill Taylor. Jill Taylor. That's, that's got to be home improvement. That's home improvement. Good job. Okay, so five for five. It's, a, it's been a minute though. It's been. That was the toughest. I went harder as it went down okay. on that. Okay, so here we go. All right. These are. I'm cheering against you, and okay. I know these. Okay. So here we go. Olivia Benson. Olivia Benson. Olivia Benson. Uh, that would not be Benson, the TV show starring Robert Guillaume. That is, Benson was the butler. That is correct. Um, Olivia Benson. Olivia? TV mom. Olivia Benson. Can you give me a decade on that? No. Okay. Uh, n- n- ugh, no. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, it's aired for a while. Okay. Olivia Benson. Is it currently airing? Yeah. Iterations. It- is it... Uh, There's your hints. What'd you say? Iterations. 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 Uh, I do not know. Law and order. Oh, wow. So no, nope. okay. I would have never got there. Okay, no. so one for me. So I'm myself a, be- a bell there. <laughs> um, Linda Belcher. Linda Belcher. Linda Belcher. 
I don't know. Bob's Burgers, one of my favorite shows. Point for me. This is going wonderfully as I'd planned. Okay. This is hard as a mother. It's hard as a mother, mother. (laughs) Lucille Bluth. That would be a rest of the I know, man. Okay. Deborah Baroni. Deborah Baroni. Come on, you guys shout it out. Wherever you are, shout out the name of the show. She's on three, two, one, go. Uh, Deborah Baroni. I'm going to guess. Can you tell me if it's sitcom or drama? Sitcom. Sitcom. Deborah Baroni. I'm going to guess Modern Family. Everybody loves Raymond. Okay. Okay. Deborah. So there we go. And full disclosure, I don't know if the last name is pronounced correctly. Okay. Because I know it as Deborah, like you're saying. So so there you go. My brother's tall. That's it. That's good. Okay. So uh, we will only give you half a point deduction for me there. Last (laughs) one. I wouldn't have got it. I wouldn't have got it. Last one, which I love, um, and this one's fun for me, Thelma Harper. Thelma Harper? Thelma Harper, no. Is it 227? No, okay, never mind. Amen? No. No. Okay, never That mind. would be Mama's Family. Oh, Thelma Harper, As are you well okay. as the Carol Burnett show. I'm an idiot. With Vicki Lawrence. Yeah. So there we go. That went wow. pretty much according to plan, and I just got to <laughs> tell the Vicki Lawrence story. So you guys know, I for the most part, I try to line up most of the interviews, and this was the – Vicki Lawrence was the quickest shutdown that I've ever got in the history of interview pitches. <laughs> Sent an email, and within less than two minutes, I got a non two to five minutes, I got a non-automated response back yeah. with, like, she will not be interested in doing that. So we yeah. will never have Vicki Lawrence, <laughs> but we love Mama's family. Doggone it. There we go. We'll have to get Reba McIntyre to do the, the night the lights the night, went out in Georgia. That's right. So we'll get Reba instead. Yeah. So. Uh, Stump the Genius wow. Mom Edition. How did y'all fifty split? How did y'all do at home? Uh, let us know um, if you uh, if you sided with Rob. If or, you got all ten of those, I'm if pretty you got impressed. all ten of those, that's 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 awesome. That's, so. Yeah, that's great. All right, well done, well played, sir. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the album, "The Burdens of Being Upright." Uh, it was Tracy's debut album, but it kind of wasn't. Um, this is from SongFacts.com. In the mid-90s, singer-songwriters were expected to pay their dues, spending years on the road and toiling at independent labels before landing a major label deal. Bonham signed with Island before paying any of these dues, so they engaged in some monkey shines to make it look like she had the struggling artist backstory. Okay, and I'm sorry if, if Tra- Tracy, if you're listening and this doesn't jive with you the way that they're wording some of this, I'm sorry, I didn't write it. Um, Island commissioned the indie label Cherry Disc to release an EP by Bonham called The Liverpool Sessions in 95, which sounds awesome. Um, the title is a joke implying that she made it in the musically fertile grounds of Liverpool, England, which would have been very cool. Indeed. The ploy worked giving journalists a solid talking point for Bonham when her album was issued in 96. So basically it was to like fool guys like us who are just trying to be cool and trying to, you know, trying to have something to talk to an artist about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, to be like, so tell us about the Liverpool session. It sounds deep. You know what I mean? It sounds, sounds great. And it, and it, Gave her some uh, some sort of retroactive backstory, I guess, that they thought the industry retroactive street cred. Yes, yeah, that 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 they thought, I guess, you know, would help her in in the industry. But dude, we're going to talk about hats and stuff in classic our fashion. Absolutely. So we're going to find stuff. Yeah, like we, we, yes, we've exactly. got stuff. We'll find our own things. Um, 
It was nominated, uh, this would be back to the burdens of being upright, uh, it was nominated for Best Alternative Music Album Grammy, which uh, that year went to Beck's massive Odelay album, right? You remember how Odelay was just like... Everywhere. Yeah. Um, also nominated Tori Amos, R.E.M., and Smashing Pumpkins for Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, okay. which I would have thought it might have taken the yeah. um, taken that, that Grammy that year. Which R.E.M. album was it? Do you remember? Is it was... Whatever was after Monster, I think, uh, and I, for the life of me, I can't think of it, and I don't have it in front okay. of me. Um, or maybe it was before Monster. I, uh, no, I think it was okay. whatever I followed Monster. Um, let's see. Uh, it also contained the single The One, which went to the number 23 spot on the Modern Rock Tracks chart. Let's hear a little bit of that, because if you don't know... Tracy for Mother Mother, you may know her for the one. The guitars on this sound amazing. Incredible. Amazing. Again with those freaking explosive drums. So here we go. Let's go with some more chromatic melody. By the way, it's a one, flat three, flat two. That's Run, chromatic, half step, half step. That's just hooky as all get out, dude. Hooky as all get out on that chorus. So uh, the follow-up album, I, I'm I'm almost tired of I'm almost tired of saying this because it hurts my heart for the artist. Her follow-up album got caught in one of those things where her label got bought and everything got dinked around, and it didn't get released until 2000. So you've got four, four years, years, which is like an eternity in the music world. Yeah. Um. And so you know those situations are just painful. I mean, it can really you know you think about all the artists who had like a crackerjack debut album mm-hmm. uh, i don't know why i said that like i'm Cracker from 1870 Jack. but um you know an amazing <laughs> debut or they make a big splash or at least they they come out with something that gains a strong following and shows a lot of potential right yeah. you go this you know this person is really on the rise yeah caught fire new listenership let's go yeah and then they have to sit mm-hmm. for 4 years through something that's not their fault because yep. their you know their label folded or it got bought out, changed management, all this stuff, and the new you know the new um, regime doesn't believe in their thing or whatever, or has other projects to whatever push through. It's just it's just wild, um, and I hate it. I'm tired of talking about it. Every song is really good. Maybe the um, sort of emotional peak to me might be track three, "Tell It to the Sky." I just love that. And it's got some really, really uh, good stuff in it. Um, really, here's, here's a song you're not going to hear on any other album. Like, you're, not, you're never hearing a song like this, I don't think, from any other artist. This is a song called Brain Crack, okay? And it's, it's Tracy and her violin, and that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's just weird and dark and 
I love it so much. It's <laughs> brain crack. Have you ever heard the sound of your head in the ground? And you're afraid to say, and it won't go away. That's the sound of your brain cracking. That's the sound of your brain cracking. That's the sound of your brain cracking. They're back up to the original key. I just, I don't know. I love that song. The first time I, I, I just remember being really struck by that song the first time I heard it. Um, there's all kinds of great Rob's stuff. Like I've always wanted to know what the sound of my brain cracking is. Yeah, and there always. it is. And now, and now, you and know. now I know without having to crack your brain, hit, hit my head on the ground. Good, yeah, yeah, you, you know, have, it's yeah. just great, man. Just great. Thanks for saving us some time on that, Tracy. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Some time and some pain. Thanks That's for helping right. with that. So lots of trips to the ER saved by <laughs> Tracy's informational, uh, basically a PSA there. That's right. You know? That's yeah. Good. Um, so anyway, I, I can't recommend this album, uh, highly enough. I just love it. It is a, it is a perfect encapsulation of powerful female rock from the nineties. That's good. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know that. And I, listen, I, I say this knowing full well, the impact of this album, but I don't know that even Jagged Little Pill does it better. That's, that's sacred ground. Okay. Be careful how you say it on that. Um, so. But I, I truly, f- f- like for my money, if you told, if you gave me 50-50 on either mm-hmm. one, you know, if you had to lose one forever and keep one forever, yeah. I would think long and hard. Uh-huh. I, and I don't know where I would land, to be honest. That's good. Um, although I know this, my listening history would show you that I would lose Jagged Little Pill and, and keep the burdens of Big that, Well, how about that? So uh, if the numbers truly don't lie, uh-huh. then that's where I would land. Um, I'll tell you this. If I'm, uh, if I'm this era and I'm crushing on two girls and it's uh, one of them Saffron from Republica and the <laughs> other one is this girl, I think Tracy might scr- out-scream her Dude, a little tr- bit. I feel Tracy would out-scream her. I think Tracy would out-scrap her. And play a little dirtier. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I just <laughs> feel like... a few more elbows. It, maybe I'm getting fooled by the album cover. Yeah. Because uh, the, the album cover to The Burdens of Being Upright is Tracy in like a, a sleeveless, uh, you know, like sleeveless shirt with like a load of bricks on her shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> she's got like a wooden beam and it's just covered with bricks and I think she's maybe wearing work gloves but I'm not uh, sure. It's just her being tough on the right. cover. That's you know what right. I mean? You just go. She's definitely beating me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If she definitely takes either one of us that's out. Right. Saffron, uh, we would have to see, I guess, you know. <laughs> but yeah, don't mess with her. Um, something else you might know Tracy from, whether or not you know it, if you have ever listened to uh, the podcast called Dirty John um, or if you have ever seen the Netflix adaptation of yeah. it, um, the original, uh, the the Netflix thing was based on this podcast, Dirty John, for which Tracy's song is the theme song. Mm-hmm. So this is Devil's Got Your Boyfriend. Let's play a little bit of this. And if you've ever listened to Dirty John, you're familiar with this. You just may not have known this was Tracy Bonham. It just definitely, this like is a template for podcast intro music you absolutely know? yes devil's got your boyfriend he's got the one who said he'd always love you he'd never leave you the devil's got your boyfriend he's got your boy and he'll never let go there you go that is the 
theme to Dirty John, not written for Dirty John. We talked to Tracy about it, and actually pretty interesting story how that song came to become the um, the theme song to Dirty John. So stick around to hear Tracy's um, uh, story about how that happened. Don't go anywhere, because goodness gracious, yes. we're about to hang out with Tracy. Yes. Alice this is, is one fun. of those that like you were like, dude, I think I got Tracy Bonham. And I was like, <laughs> what? Just exploded. Yeah. So it was like, Happy birthday to me. So yeah, getting to talk getting to talk to Tracy was super treat. And I think you guys are gonna really like her as well. So stick around. Uh we're about to to go to that interview now. But first, stop what you're doing, no matter what you're doing. Uh if you are about to take the step off of the um cliff with a hang glider on, wait. Hold on. Pause. <laughs> One second. Uh, the wind will still be there when you, you know, when you're ready. Um and pull out your phone, go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and search Great Song Pod, and we will come up, and you will follow us, and it will change your ever-loving <laughs> life, let me just tell you. Um, just riches beyond your wildest dreams, podcast riches, and <laughs> musical uh, musical uh, mountains of gold. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> cookie, You're mo- love it. cookie Monster voice is about yeah. to squeak uh, in. And you follow on social that's, media. That's pretty good. And, um, that's one of your better ones. It's somewhere between, like, Yoda yeah, uh, and just a pile of vomit. Yoda and Chewbacca and okay. Cookie Monster yeah, all sure. into one. Yes. That's pretty good. That's right. Yes. So uh yeah, go to go to follow us on the social media things. Be part of the Facebook group. It's called Great Songs and the Great People Who Love Them Greatly. We have lots of stuff going on there. And often we announce things and post things there first. Uh, comment uh contests and giveaways and just fun, you know, fun things. So that's um, one of the first ways you'll find out about new stuff from the show is being part of great songs and the great people who love them greatly. And also, if you want to be just a real sweetheart <laughs> and uh, and be part of supporting the show, you can do that. And here's how. Just go to patreon.com slash great song pod. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash great song pod. For all you mothers that joined in this episode, yeah. just think about your children out there. Pretend that we're your children. Wouldn't you want us to have that's a right. nice meal yeah. tonight? That's you know, right. Just, podcast children. We're your podcast that's children. That's right. Just think about, think about that. Spread the love. Think about the children. Do it for the kids. Sing it, New Kids on the Block. This one's for the children. There's nothing more opposite than Tracy Bonham than new that kids New Kids on the Block song. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. Right. Except maybe their happy birthday song. There we go. Happy birthday to you. And we're still in the New Kids for some You're reason. You're so young. <laughs> I was better with the Cookie Monster transition <laughs> into uh, the interview. But yeah, you guys, uh, and then we'll we'll be around at the end, as Rob says. That's right. To, uh, we'll, we'll come uh, tuck you in at the end. Right now, let's go talk to Tracy Bonham. This is the Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with the one and only Tracy Bonham. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us today on the Great Song Podcast. Thank you for that amazing introduction. <laughs> you know what? I'm super excited to talk to you. The Burdens of Being Upright is one of my favorite albums of the 90s. Uh, it absolutely blew me away as a teenager, and I continue to love it to this day. I listened to the whole thing again this morning on the way in, um, and uh, I just I just love it so much. So getting to talk to you is is a real treat. Oh, great. Thank you. Uh Let's let's start with Mother Mother. Um, and okay. first thing I got to ask is 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 it rooted in truth or is it just a song? <laughs> oh my God, it's rooted in t- absolute truth. <laughs> oh, and, but also truth and lies. Like over the decades, I realized like it was based in truth, but it was because I, c- I had to lie to my mom. <laughs> so it's <was> both. <laughs> okay. 
Mom yeah. is concerned. You got to make her feel better, right? Exactly. You don't want to call home and tell her exactly what's going on. She's going to be on the first plane out to get you. <laughs> Do you really say heavens no when you speak to your mother? <laughs> Am I lonely? Heavens no. No, I don't. <laughs> that is not true. Heavens no, mother. So when um, w- when you're writing it, when you're you know out there trying to get started and all those things, are you living like obviously you're on the road and all this stuff at this point? But um, were you already living away from home at that point too? Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So I had gone away to college. I, I grew up in Eugene, Oregon, um, and then I went to college. I went off to L.A. to play classical violin, but then I was like. You know, I turned to the dark side. I wanted to <laughs> rock out. So then I went to Boston. So it's really about that time in Boston when I was just completely, you know, I've never been on the East Coast. People are different out here. I was broke. I got involved in the like the most destructive relationship ever with this guy. And so it was really about that, like trying to come to terms with like, wow, I'm really on my own here. And then wanting wanting to tell my mom or just wanting support, but not being able to communicate at all about what was really happening. Wow. Um, I, I know you went to, um, you ended up at Berkeley, like you said, in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, tell mm-hmm. us, any, anytime I talk to somebody who went to Berkeley, I just automatically go, okay, obviously you've forgotten more about music than I will ever know. Um, but uh, what, um, your time at Berkeley in a very broad way, I know this is a, mm-hmm. is a wild question, but like you studied voice at Berkeley. What, what in a very broad way did you learn there about the craft of singing? What did it help you find oh, wow. in yourself? to not listen to critics. Oh. Ah, that's good. <laughs> because the only, I really, I didn't, I have a different um, impression of Berkeley than a lot of people. I didn't really come away with a lot. Um, in fact, I bonded more with the string teacher, Matt Glazer, and I played violin with him. But as far as a vocalist, I had this one teacher who, when I did something, I did a performance in class and he literally held his ears and said, that sounds harsh. No, no way. I, yeah, I remember that. Charlie Sorrento. Oh, oh, busted him straight out. out. Charlie Sorrento, that hurt. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah. he might have been right even, but I don't care. It still hurt. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, that was harsh. <laughs> what he said was harsh. Know, exactly. Come on, Charlie. Jeez. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, one of the things I've always loved about your music um, is, is especially as a female artist is that it is tough. It's kind of got some, um, bravado, um, that I really love. And it's, it's not just a display of like open wounds, which there's nothing wrong with. There's, you know, there's a lot of it, you know, in, in every kind of music, but you're like a tough gal, you know, your music is very confident and strong. Is that a natural extension of your personality or is that more something that comes out when you're writing? Oh, wow. That is, I think, who I really am meant to be. I think that is who I'm striving to be, and it comes out on stage because I guess that's the place where I feel the most myself and the most comfortable, but it's really <laughs> a struggle to be that tough and strong in my everyday life, and that's that's the reason why I wrote Mother Mother, too. I can't, like, in my everyday life, I'm a wimp. I can't <laughs> say things that I want to say. I'm terrified of confrontation. So the tough one, I'm I'm calling this alter ego now. I'm calling her 50 foot queenie. Oh, and that's, that's who I'm aspiring to be. And even at this age, it's like, 
Jesus, come on already. <laughs> well, well, you, uh, I'm a big video, I'm a big music video guy, so I know there's two different videos of Mother Mother. First of all, how did that come about? And kind oh, yeah. of, a, and kind of a tie-in. I heard a, uh, I, you can confirm. Is that really your mother vacuuming in the <laughs> yes, one? Yes, that, that yes. is awesome with the carpet fresh and everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, the pink jumpsuit. <laughs> do you do you still have the cowboy hat uh, that you put on in chorus one? Oh, that one. The, the no, white cowboy. that was all. That was all props and like you know from the wardrobe or whatever. Is that classical <laughs> um, guitar that you beat up somewhere in a hard rock cafe? Uh, maybe. That's awesome. I know those pants are. Those pants. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, Embarrassingly, go. the studded pants are. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that story is It's actually a story of, of real frustration, and it's really at, still to this day, I'm so mad at my record label because the first video that came out was the one with my mother. Okay. I didn't Zach know the Day. order. I didn't know. Which yeah, one. that was the original one, and that was the hit. That was in 1996. That was played all over the world, and my stepdad walks through with a golf club. I'm actually, I have a little nugget for you too. I'm actually the mystery guitar player that's, um, as my mom goes through the dining room and there's yeah. this like guitar player, looks a little bit like Prince. That's yeah. me. That's oh, awesome. that's cool. It's me and drag because I didn't have You cameoed yourself. Oh, yeah. I cameoed awesome. myself. It was so much fun. But that video was the, the hit and it, I loved it and it was all taken in one shot. Like it was a real kind of work of art in my, <laughs> my opinion. But what happened I don't know why, but my record label thought in the UK, they're not going to get the irony, which still makes me laugh because I'm like, really? <laughs> English people don't get irony. Right. So they made the second version, wow. which is fine, but it's not like, you know, what I really wanted to, to display to the world. And somehow, because everything went digital, the first video is completely lost. Wow! Really? Everybody, not even the director. I can't find it. I've gone to Island Records, Universal, whatever. It's gone, and I'm so sad. Wow, that is really frustrating. It is super frustrating. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, and speak, <laughs> speaking on like videos, I'll, I'll try to to pick it up with a cool thing in terms of a video point that I that I liked on your version of Mother Mother that you sang for that Sarah and Mila. I guess you're playing a Martin. Um, you did like a lot of things. You changed the melody. That's me- a deep dive. You, you changed the melody on Everything's Fine, and it's so nice. Oh, I, I like the oh. way that you that you did that with the acoustic version. When you play that now, if you play it out, is that the way you sing the melody mm-hmm. of, of the chord? I do, yeah, because I can't do the blood-curdling scream anymore. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> and I learned that a long time ago, yeah. I love it. I think it's tasty. Did that just oh, happen uh, uh, live at one point? You go, you, you went for the scream and it wasn't there, and you just went, well, that didn't work. <laughs> Well, it really like way back in 1996, I was on tour and I had to cancel a bunch of dates and it was, it was because of that scream and I had to go to the, you know, the doctor and get the steroid shot in the butt and have to not speak for 10 days. It was like on the verge of, you know, disaster. And so I had to relearn how to scream. It was like a fake scream, Uh kind of like what you would hear, like uh, ACDC, like Uh, (laughs) yeah, uh, Yeah. Yeah. But then after a while, as I got older and older, I was just like, you know what? I want to sing. I just want to sing it with the same intensity. So then I found a kind of a melody note that worked. Love it. That's great. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask about the the band that played on that first record. Were they yeah. already like your band uh, that you were, you know, traveling with? Or was, was it kind of a, a, a studio uh, players who played on your first record? That was my band. We did go through um, a couple drummers, just like Spinal Tap, but... <laughs> 
Um, that was my band. Yeah, the bass player and um, wait a minute. Now I'm trying to remember. I well, think I played all the guitars, so maybe it was just the two of us, and then we did hire other people. <laughs> okay, so it was you yeah. and you and Drew, pretty much. Yeah, me and Drew. Yeah, okay. exactly. Well, I, I got to tie in with that because I'm okay. a I'm a Drew fan because of of American Hi Fi. Like my wife, yeah. my wife's a huge American Hi Fi fan. So okay. that's I think that's so cool, and I, I know yeah. that he even pl- he played organ and bass on your first project, right? Liverpool Sessions. Oh so, yeah, totally. So that's, yeah, that's, he's been around for a while. Oh, he's a great bass player. Yeah, he's he's super cool. Mother, mother being number one on the modern rock tracks chart made you the last female solo artist to top that chart until Lord did it in 2013 with Royals. Yeah. Um, does Correct. hearing that make you go? wow, I really achieved something or more like, man, that freaking sucks. We need some more women in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The second, you know, it was like, first I didn't either. I didn't know that either. And when I heard that, I was totally blown away. I was like, where, what happened? Yeah, I mean, it's and, almost 20 you know, years. It's 20, almost 20, like 17 years. And it, it really confirmed my whole frustration, uh, in the early aughts where I was like, I, I just can't believe the pendulum swung so hard. I mean, it didn't have to go all the way back right. to where, you know, women can't even get arrested on the radio. <laughs> yeah, that's yes, exactly. And yeah. it's still, that's yeah. still an issue now. I mean, yeah. even in, I know, especially even in, uh, even in like country music, it's, it's just hard mm-hmm. all over the place for women's voices to be amplified yeah. for no reason right. at all. Uh, you know, no other reason. than it's just a, I guess it's just kind of a boys club thing. And it's, yep. uh, it's so it's anyway, it's bizarre. Um, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> you said it. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about devil's got your boyfriend. Um, okay. I, I did not know because it's funny. I, we make podcasts every week, um, sure. and, but I don't listen to like a really broad range of, so I was aware uh, of Dirty John, but I had not mm-hmm. listened to it. And so then um, I'm just listening to a bunch of your music and th- that song comes on and I go, Oh, I love this. And so I just start to do some research on it. I'm like, Oh snap. It's the theme song of dirty John. Um, <laughs> can you tell us kind of how that happened? I know I, it's, I understand it was kind of a surprise, right? Yeah. It was a little bit of a fluke. Um, there is this, uh, gosh, I don't even know if they probably still exist, but it was like this, um, what was it called? Audi, Audion, Aud, there was this company called Audion, I think. <laughs> and, um, artists would just submit songs and it was kind of the first of its kind where, you know, people anywhere from all walks of life could go to this website and go to a library of, of music from artists. And they could even like choose a song that they wanted to put in the background of of their YouTube video of them jet skiing, or it could be somebody like, um, Wondry was the podcast, I believe that created that dirty John story. Mm. and written by an LA times uh, reporter. So the, the people for the LA times and that Wondery company went looking on this website in the library of songs. It was like, you know, they found uh mother, mother, I mean, I'm sorry. They found um, devil's got your boyfriend and they paid 300 bucks <laughs> for it. Holy and God. that was it. That's the deal. You put your music up there and you're like, well, it could be like Joe Schmo's, uh, you know, water skiing or <laughs> something cool. Oh, and it's really not about the money, but more like the exposure. So yeah, I got the three hundred bucks, but then <laughs> <laughs> from this massive worldwide. Did you yeah. do you still have that oh. cat? Do you still have that check like framed? <laughs> or did you yeah, ca- exactly? Oh no, I have checks for twelve cents. So that that's okay. awesome. From, right, it's just the joys of being a musician. <laughs> 
That's great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after that, after after Dirty John blew up, do you start getting calls? People are like, do my next. Yeah. yeah, you know, there was a few calls. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a little more selective now that I realize like, <laughs> These yeah. things can happen, and like I'm charging more than three hundred bucks, a right? Lot. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. What? Uh, so, what was that? What did that do? Uh, you know, for you as an artist, um, and mm-hmm. and as someone who is, you know, you, music is your life and your living. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, having that kind of exposure and and um and what am I trying to say? That kind of presence in the in the in the zeitgeist again. You know, uh, did it give you a good later. little shot in the arm? <laughs> a little shot in the arm. Well, yeah, I mean. Uh, it was a cool experience to he- just just on a personal level to hear from the writer who said that um, Devil's Got Your Boyfriend even helped him write the the ending. So I felt wow. like I was part of oh, the collaboration cool. process. Yeah, and then they flew me out to L.A. to do – this is weird. They flew me out to do a Dirty John live, um, <laughs> almost like a like a variety show where they had like the, the real people Oh. On stage, being interviewed, and then I came on and played a little set of music. It was so bizarre, oh, but it was goodness. fun. They're like, "But we're yeah. gonna, we're going to need you to pay for your own plane ticket. It's three hundred and five dollars." <laughs> right, like, I right, exactly. Five dollars for this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, luckily they did pay. pay me. They paid for my hotel and they paid for the flight and all that. And it was it's just great experience. And so I'd say mostly it's for the experience and and some exposure. You know, it did reach a lot of people, and a lot of people then would start to follow my music, um, you know, just from hearing that. So that's, that's where I'll say the, uh, pluses were. There you go. That's right. Um, how did the, going back to mother, mother for a second, I've heard more recently the, um, the, like a six, eight version, um, that's like, you know, slow down and chill and that kind of thing. How did that version come about? Oh, that's a part of the modern burdens album that I put out on the 20th ish um, anniversary of burdens and it you know the original idea was to put out an album just like so many 90s bands did where it was a sound alike um mainly to uh-huh. stick it to the man because right. like <laughs> get your masters right? That's right. Right. yeah the masters we couldn't i can't get my masters back so oh. be you know just do the switcheroo and if there's a license you just you know give somebody the the sound alike and that was all that was on the boards we were going to do it and we did Mother Mother, which was great. But then I was like, you know what? I can't. I just couldn't make myself do it. I wanted to create the the album again. And it was 2016. And this is when things, I won't go into politics too much, but there was a whole lot of talk about misogyny and the elections were just about to happen. Sure. And it felt more like I needed to create a girl power album and so i asked i'm veering off but um it is kind of related i I asked uh seven different um singers female singers that were my favorite some from the 90s some from today and we made this whole album called modern burdens and they were all completely different versions of all the songs and these girls um women uh (laughs) Uh, were featured on it and and their mother was was something that i sang because i'm not letting anyone else sing that one (laughs) (laughs) but i wanted to do like an all grown-up version of mother mother so i did it in 12 8 um and then changed the lyrics too to catch up to the year you know sure 2016 yeah (laughs) yeah well let's um let's talk about the most recent work of yours that i know of and that is young maestro's volume one 
Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, the, what's the? Just tell us how you ended up going. It's time for some children's music. <laughs> I know. Um, catch me if you can. Um, <laughs> so I had, you know, touring and and making albums and and you know always had this this itch though to to make an album of of children's music that is music educational because that's what I know the best. And I had all these songs and I was recording with my friend, Josh, Josh Margolis, who I would teach with. He has a company called, um, go on us music club. And it's like a school of rock, but, um, a little bit more like I think sophisticated, but anyway, we recorded these songs and, and the songs kept dropping from the sky. I was like, dizzy with inspiration. I was like, Oh my God, I just wrote a song about the movable dough and, or, you know, the minor third, and the major third, this is so fun. And I started teaching these songs too, cause I needed to make some extra money while starting a family. And it just became this thing. I was like, I want to build a business. It's going to be music education, a curriculum. Maybe it's going to be albums. Maybe it's going to be merch. Maybe it'll be an actual shop or a school where kids can go into but this was always on the back burner because I was always about to release a Tracy Bonham album and I didn't really want to confuse people like, okay, now I'm doing birthday parties. I'm right. <laughs> going to change my whole thing. But so I always put it off, put it off, put it off. And I had this hard drive full of these songs and then COVID hit and on the plane back uh, from my West coast tour with my amazing bassist um, Renee we were like, what do we do now? Like we were shutting down clubs. March 13th of 2020 was our last date in LA. And we're like, we're not going to be playing for a while. So we decided to gather these songs, go to the hard drives and find out, you know, what was there. And I wanted to put out an album and just go on, go in this direction. So I put out Young Maestros Volume 1 and I started teaching, you know, because of the COVID thing, I was teaching remotely and it became this whole idea like, wow, I want to create this whole learning system, you know? So we're still in development with this, but the music really is out there and we've got three videos and it's really fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. I love good. it. Good. I'm glad I'm you gonna like it. I'm going to play it for my kids because they don't listen oh, to good. me when I try and teach them music stuff. They're like, dad, come <laughs> sure, on. Sure. Right. No, you cannot listen to your parents for learning music. There's yeah. no way. So what I'm going to yeah. do is I'm going to play a mother, mother, and they're going to go, that's freaking awesome. And then I'm going to be like, well, here's how she did it. This is, this is yeah, right. She wants you yeah, to do yeah, yeah. it. Here you go. And they'll be like, absolutely. Right. You, right. So you performed Ram, uh, the McCartney. Is that your fa- right. is that your favorite McCartney project? Or do you have one? Absolutely. Okay. I just love Oh my God, that was so fun. That's cool. Um, yeah. Tell it to the sky that you did at Pink Pop in 97. <laughs> Smart move to pull out the pink hair. Was that intentional oh, yeah. for Pink Pop? Yes, but I didn't, I had no idea what kind of reaction that would, I just thought, oh, this is funny, it's called Pink Pop, I found Pink Wig, but it turned out, like, every time I went back to Holland, it was like, why why did you, you know, it was like this iconic thing, and it really helps me in that, that, you know, that that area to just be like the girl with the pink hair, I don't know, (laughs) it was a good move. I love it. I love Tell It to the Sky is one of my absolute favorites on that album. I feel like Tell It to the Sky and Sharks Don't Sleep are probably the emotional peaks of the album uh, Mm -hmm. for me. They just have a feel unlike anything else. I don't know. I just love your your writing style. I feel like your your sense of melody and even chords um, is unique in that 
in that era, you have a lot of sort of chromaticism in your in your melodies and and you know that kind of thing. What's your what's your writing process like? What gets you started on a song? I know you're multi instrumentalist, um, and so I just want to know what is your kind of your approach as far as writing. Mm. It changes all the time. So maybe back then, it was me just picking up a guitar, knowing that I didn't really know where my fingers should go because I'm not a guitarist. I, I would never call myself a guitarist, <laughs> but that was part of the the joy. It was like just let my ears lead the way, and my fingers would be like, huh, you know. Um, <laughs> and a lot of my guitar playing's really, I say dumb, and I don't mean it as a insult. I just mean it's kind of a dumb way to play. But that would inspire a melody on top of it. And then the lyrics would come later, and that was always pretty laborious. But um, then it changed. The next album, it was like me sitting down maybe at a piano. And and because I know what I'm doing on the piano, I would maybe even try to close my eyes and not look at my hands. Oh. So it's almost like this divine process of like, okay, what if I put my hands here and make this shape on the <laughs> keyboard? Oh, what inspiration, what like melodies come up? Um, for me. And then later, like maybe 10, 15 years later, I started to write lyrics first. And that was really weird for me because lyrics were always really hard. But then lyrics became kind of like the leading um, tool for certain ideas. And I don't know, they became less uh, veiled and more like direct. And so like when I went to Wax and Gold, that was like my most direct album. I mean, it was straight down the middle and most of it was led by lyrics first. Gotcha. So it just changes all the time. That's awesome. I love that sort of abstract approach. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not brave enough to try that. I got to be honest. Um, but oh. um, I love that it worked for you. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can try. Um, well, there's one question that we ask everybody, Tracy, this has been so much fun. Yeah. We've enjoyed hanging mm-hmm. out with you. You're super cool. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> there's one question we ask everybody when you're on tour um, and you go into a gas station, what is your gas station snack food of choice? And while you're, uh, cool. and while yeah. you're thinking of it, I'll tell you mine. So it'll give you a minute to think. I get a three Musketeers bar. When I was growing up, my mom would say you could have any candy bar you want. And that's the most ounces. They're all the same price. So I would get a three Musketeers bar. What is your gas station <laughs> snack food of choice? I didn't even have to think. It's corn nuts okay. and Twizzlers. Corn nuts and Twizzlers. And Twizzlers. Okay. <laughs> don't Salty eat them at sweet. the same time. Yeah, but don't eat them at the same time. <laughs> okay. All okay. Right. Okay. Alternation. Yeah. That's an important note. Yeah, we'll, we'll mark that down. Tracy, yep. thank you so much for joining us. This has been such a blast, a real treat, and an honor uh, to get to talk thank to one of my one of my favorite artists and a, an exemplary artist of a genre. I just I just love it. So thank you so much Thanks. for being with us today. Great. Thank you. It was really fun talking. Thanks. Good. Talk thank you, you so much. See you. Okay. Bye. This is the Great Song Podcast. And that was Tracy freaking uh, uh, That's Bonner. right. That's Dude, her middle name. Let me ask you this. Yes. Who rocks more, John or Tracy? <laughs> John Bonham or uh, Tracy Bonham? <laughs> Who know. rocks more? I, you know, if Dirty J- John Bonham? I got it here for you. Okay. John plays the violin. Tracy plays the drums. Yeah. Okay. If they both okay, play if they opposite, swap, yeah. if they swap Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Uh, well, you know, that's not fair because drums are a louder instrument. I think I'm going Tracy. Yeah. I, I, man, I don't know. Dude. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Jason, does he play? Jason Bonham, sure. Does he play fiddle? 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I next s- week, we talk to Jason Bonham and we discuss <laughs> greatest violin riffs That's right. of the 20th century. That's right. Are, we, are you a more aggro drummer than Tracy is a freaking rock star? Yeah, that's, um, good. that's yeah. good. That's good. We're going to find out. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of it and we'll let you know. That's right. Uh, we'll be back next week as Ladies Month continues. Happy Mother's Day week. Um, mother, mother, mother. Be good to your mom. That's if you good. can talk to your mom, call your mom. That's make right. up with your mom. Whatever you got to do. Right. Send her, uh, it'll send be her a message. Send her some flowers. Give her a hug. My mom, I got to get her a card. Like, if I get the gift... That's great, but the card is the most important it's thing. It's the words that matter. It's the words that matter. Yeah, that's right. Rob's is. favorite thing in song, the lyric. That's right. So, so <laughs> do yourself right. a favor and or do your mom a favor. Do your mom a mm-hmm. solid and write her a card. Even if you got to lie like Tracy, just <laughs> call her and tell her, I miss you. I love you. Everything's fine. Don't worry about me. You know, it's going to be great. We'll be back next week with another great song. And Until then, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music.